Good morning and welcome to Psyched, produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Uh, here with my co-host, Miss Sherelle Hicks. Happy Friday, Sherelle. Happy Friday, Miss Carrie. How are you? I'm doing well. If you want to join our conversation this morning, please give us a call at 656-652-2071. Happy, happy, happy. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> thank goodness, thank God, thank everybody. I want to thank the Academy. <laughs> How you doing, honey? Well, I want to say congratulations to you for um, a good show, good shows, and being number one for the month of September for Hear Women Talk. That's awesome. That's, congratulations, Miss Carrie. Congratulations, Miss Sherelle. <laughs> Who'd have thunk? Who would have? I don't know, not me. <laughs> oh, oh, I love Dustin. Thank you, Dustin. That was cute. You're welcome. I love him too. So, Sherelle, how was your week, girl? Did you have a nice week this week? My week was good. I can't complain. Um, I'm so happy that it's Friday. Uh, yeah. That's all I can say. I'm just glad it's over. Yeah, weeks are busy. Busy, busy. Oh, yeah. Sometimes I like I have to think back. Like last night, what well, was Thursday, and I was trying to remember what I did Tuesday night, and it felt like a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> that means you're having too much fun. Yeah, that means I'm running around too much. I'm trying to trying to accomplish too much. You know, yeah. I think maybe my expectations are just a little bit teensy weensy high. So, you know, why so why working for you? Uh, <laughs> generally, it works fairly well, I have to say. I, but I am one of those folks that needs to remind myself that you know it might be beneficial to just you know relax every now and then. Quit trying to be so productive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, at least I enjoy what I do, so that's great. That's helpful. Well, I think yeah. This week, you know, I, I was thinking about some of the things that I saw on the news, and uh, today we have a guest speaker. Um, mm -hmm. Her name is Stone, um, and she is a uh, guidance counselor here in the area, and she is taking a little time to talk to us about what's going on in the school system and and, and social actions with kids. We're talking about bullying today. Uh, I don't know if Kira, you don't watch television, but on the news we've had two suicides where um, two kids have taken their life due to being bullied or intimidated, um, and, and it's really sad. So I appreciate you helping with this um, topic, Miss Stone, and welcome to our show. And if you would, kind of tell us about what's going on in the school system and how you guys are dealing with bullying. Any information that you can share with the audience, we would greatly appreciate it. Sure. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday. Hello. Happy Friday. <laughs> I am really excited to be on your radio show. This is my first time. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, yeah, thank I, you for being with us. Oh, thank you guys for having me. Um, it sounds like we're talking about the bullying thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, 
it's been such a big topic. It's, you know, it seems like it's been a big topic for like the last 15 years or so where you're hearing about the stories on the Today Show or um, in the news reports both locally and then nationally too about the uh, impacts of what, of what can happen when kids are bullied and it's not addressed. Right. Um, but there's a lot of misconceptions out there about what bullying is and is not and a lot of misconceptions about what's the best way to handle it when it happens to your kid. Yes. So um, tell me, Mr. What's, I'm sorry, yeah, what, what grade level are you working in? What, what kind of school? Is it a middle school? I elementary? Work, yeah, yeah, I work at an elementary school right now, and I've previously worked at a middle school as well. Okay. So I've, I've seen it in both arenas. Right, okay. Uh, it's pretty similar um, in terms of with my, my upper elementary kids use the same kinds of tools and methods to um, uh, bully each other that my middle school kids do as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's much more prevalent at the middle school level. Okay. That's typically where it peaks, and then um, it gets a little better when it gets when the kids get into high school. It, uh, maybe because there's uh, they reach hopefully a higher level of maturity. Yeah, part of it's a higher level of maturity, and then the other part of it too is that kids in high school are not as easily uh, targeted, victimized. Right. At, at that point, you're also emotionally kind of have a better sense of who you are, and. Um, when you know who you are, it's harder for people to tell you who you are. And right. so it's, there's not as much um, uh, opportunity for it to happen in the middle school level. It does happen, but not, ne- not nearly as much as it does at the middle school level. Now, uh, I used to actually be a guidance counselor myself, and, and both, like yourself, both at the elementary and the middle school level. And what I seem to remember was um, when I was working at the elementary school that the kids really seemed to get along quite well until about second grade. Do you yeah. think that? Yeah. And then it seemed like once they got into second grade, then they, they really started to act out with one another and find fault with one another and single kids out and, and start teasing. So is that what you're noticing, too, that it, the problems really start about the time that the kids are, what, I guess that would be around seven, right? Yes, yes. You definitely see it with the little, little ones, too. But when you're right, I actually, I usually will say it's about third, but second grade makes sense, too, where they start to have, they start to form cliques. Right. Um, you know, in third grade, it's called Cheetah Girl Club. <laughs> and okay. they will pick who's going to be in the Cheetah Girl Club and who is not. Wow. And they, they start to function in a way where they have exclusivity in their friendships and their relationships with each other. And that that gives them a sense of power and prestige if your club is exclusive. Right. So it's so, really, yes, so it sort of starts, happens. it starts then, it sounds like, as a means for kids to feel good about themselves, to sort of like, um, feel special. Yes, absolutely. It is a way for them to, because when you are in something that other people want and they don't get to have it, there is a lot of ego behind that too. Right. Right, okay. So then I guess, you know, from that perspective, it doesn't really even sound like it starts as a means to be unkind to other people. It's just really more about elevating your own self-esteem. Yes, that's right. And one of the misconceptions that people have about bullies is that they have low self-esteem. A lot of the times you'll hear people say, a kid bullies because they feel bad about who they are. Right. And the research shows really clearly that that is not the case. Kids that bully typically have high to high average um, perceptions of their self, their self-esteem. Wow. <laughs> Does that what? surprise you, Sherelle? 
No, absolutely not. Um, as a school-based therapist, you know, I, I encounter this all the time. But one of the things, I know I can't keep you all day. I appreciate you doing this for us, Stone. So I, w- I want you to go ahead and, and talk to us more about how do we recognize if our kids are going through something like that? Because a lot of kids that I work with, and, and I notice the signs, and I say, what's going on? You know, talk to me. And they mm-hmm. say, I'm no snitch. So mm-hmm. this whole I'm no snitch and they're going through something, how would a parent recognize that my kid is going through something and i got to help? And then my other question would be, when do you know as a parent that you need to step in? Yes, absolutely. Good. Two really good questions, ones that parents struggle with, and I talk to them about it a lot. Um, I think the first thing a parent has to figure out is what is going on. Is it a bullying situation? There is a difference between bullying and teasing, and the the main barometer that is used to define if it's a bullying situation is, is there a, per, a perceived imbalance of power. So is the kid who's being bullied, the target of the bully, do they perceive the bully or bullies as having more power than they do? And that could be physical power, but it also most commonly is social power. Mm-hmm. So I've dealt with bullies that are maybe four feet tall and not even 100 pounds that bully kids that are two times their size. And it's a bullying situation because that kid who's much, much bigger perceives the bully as having more power than they do. Mm-hmm. So it's not always about the kid who's the biggest that could kick the other kid's tail. It's about how does the target perceive the situation? Are they scared or intimidated by the person who is teasing them? When you find that that's the case, then you do have a bullying situation. There are some obvious symptoms that kids show that they're being bullied, obvious like injuries or ripped clothes, Um, but then there's also some more subtle ones too that parents can look for. Um, The big ones are when kids are being bullied, they um, seem withdrawn or anxious. Um, They may try to take a longer route to school that doesn't make sense. Um, they may, like, all of a sudden not want to go and on the bus or go to the school clubs that they used to um, participate actively in. Or finally, the, another big one, too, is they could be complaining of headaches or stomach aches or other physical ailments. Okay. Okay. So if you're starting to see these things and you're getting a clue or an idea that your kid might be being bullied, you want to talk with them about it. And one of the tricks I give my parents when they want to have a conversation with their kid and they don't want their kid to shut down on them um, is to have a conversation with the child while they're doing something else, like while you're taking a walk or making dinner together or playing basketball. I've found myself when I'm working with kids, if I have something else we're doing at the same time, they are a lot more comfortable being open with me. Right, exactly. So I... I typically recommend my parents to do that kind of thing and then just ask them. You could, they could say, I'm worried about you. Is there other kids at school that you don't like and why? Mm-hmm. And then if the well, kid disclose, I- yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, It's time to take a break, and when we come back, we will continue on with this conversation with Bully. Um, We look forward to talking to you in a few seconds, guys. Hi, 
Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on hearwomentalk.com. <laughs> Friday's the day. Here, hey, We're just hush. I'm doing this. Friday's the day. Hearwomentalk.com is the place for fun and fantasy, entertainment. And it's dirty. And information. It's sexy. Right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. It's sassy. We'll be here. <laughs> you should be too. You're going to love it. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravel Resort. The Caravel Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravel's Studio Spa, featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com. Welcome back to Psych Folks with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nichol. Uh, today we're talking about bullying, and we have Ms. with us a guest today, Miss Stone, who is a guidance counselor at an elementary school, and we've been talking about uh, what to do if you think your child has been bullied. And so that is uh, where we'd like to pick back up in the conversation. So you were talking about how parents should open up the conversation with their kids and uh, some thoughts and ideas about how to approach them. Yes, um, you know, talking with them to get to get the story about what's going on with the stu- with their kid, um, who's doing it, how often it's happening, um, and how intimidated or uncomfortable is it making making their child. Um, right. And with all that information, the parent and the child can then decide together if this is something that the child could address on their own at school, right. uh-huh. or if that's something the parent needs to step in on. Right. So basically, I think it's real important what you're saying is to sort of ask the child what they feel most comfortable with. Um, so I think it, you know, it's probably real important to explore with the child, you know, what, how you would like me to respond, and to not automatically let your emotions take over and sort of dive in and be super parent, um, which I think a lot of parents might have a tendency to want to do. So what you're saying is it's important to sort of explore with the kid. Do you feel comfortable doing this and giving them an option? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Okay. It's really common for kids to beg their parents not to go to the school, not to talk, not to call their teacher, because they fear that there will be some kind of uh, retaliation for snitching. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So, the, so it, you were saying over the break, though, that there are generally schools have in place um, different protocols that can be followed if the child pretty much insists that they, they don't want to come forward in a public way. Yes, absolutely. Um, in North Carolina, in December of '09, they passed a School um, Violence Prevention Act that is a law that requires um, schools to have a um, policy that is preventative in nature to address bullying situations. And one of the um, pieces of that is that they have to have a some type of structure in place that allows for people to report bullying. Um, situations anonymously. That's awesome. Yes. So if your kid comes to you and says, please, Mama, I don't want you to call school. You're going to make my life horrible. Um, one of the things that parents can let the kid know and take advantage of is that they, this, can, this report can be anonymous. And, you know, bullying situations are not typically done just in private, so other people ha are aware of the situation at school, too, even if they haven't reported it. Right. So the kids shouldn't assume it's automatically going to come back to them. Right. Now, i, I got to ask, because um, I'm sure you've seen this, this whole scenario play out so many times, but generally when a child does raise the, the, the red flag and say, you know, I need some help with this situation, mm -hmm. is it real effective when the teachers and the administration get involved in terms of being able to stop that from happening? Yes. The research okay. shows this, and I've also seen it in my own experience. Um, one of the thing, strategies that does not work with bullying is ignoring it. Right. Um, kids will try it on their own, or well-meaning adults will give that as advice. And when you have a true bullying situation, ignoring it will not make it go away. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So most bullies won't stop it until someone holds them accountable. And that's right. typically the adults in the building. Right. Okay. So and so it sounds like the schools and obviously with with everything that we've seen going on here within the last couple of years even I think schools are taking this much more seriously than they used to. Yes, they are. It's not just a matter of kids being kids or, you know, your child needs to toughen up or yeah. there's something wrong with your kid that's making them the target of a bully. Right. Um, it's definitely it's every kid has a right to come to school and feel safe and secure every kid. Right. And I remember that being like a, like I even had this conversation with a friend of mine recently and she said that when she was younger, you know, that when she got picked on, she would go and tell her parents and they'd say, well, what did you do? You know, mm -hmm. why, why is this person behaving this way towards you as if they had done something to start this or that, that this was their fault? And mm -hmm. I think that that is the one thing that people are starting to understand is that, you know, your child doesn't necessarily have to have done anything to encourage this kind of behavior. Absolutely. That's right. And, you know, a bully's decision to intimidate and threaten another student is in no way a result of a student's actions, no matter what it is. Right. Do you see that there might be a certain personality type or there may be some characteristics that the kids who get sort of singled out and picked on may have in common, like maybe shyness or lack of friends or something else that sort of, like, singles them out as being, you know, like weak? from another child's perspective. Yes, absolutely. Um, research has shown that the kids who are typically targeted by bullies are kids that have um, poor social skills or struggle to make friends. doesn't mean that they are um, not likable, right. um, but they struggle to make friends. They may be more kids that are more isolated. Um, kids who give off with their body language or with um, things that they say a... Um, 
they give off a vibe that they have low self-esteem themselves. Right. Um, and then also, too, kids who have a tendency to do or say things that are out of the social norm. Okay. Those are also kids that are targeted by bullies. Okay. Hey, Stone, um, there is some type of anti-bullying law. Can you tell us more about that and how does that work? Yes. Um, the, the School Prevent Violence Prevention Act that was put in place um, requires parent, um, schools to make a policy to make some kind of system at their school to address bullying behavior in a proactive way. So they have to put things in place that not only um, require schools to respond when a bullying incident has occurred, but they also have to put things in place to prohibit the opportunities for bullying to occur. So high supervision in areas where school officials know bullying or harassing behavior is occurring. Um, mm -hmm. a big areas that that happens in a school is the bathrooms, the mm -hmm. uh, playgrounds at recess, and the cafeterias. Un any unstructured time during the school day is prime place for bullying situations to happen. Mm-hmm. And just, I know we, you, I don't know how much time we, we get the, um, get to have you with us, but if you would just say something about maybe the differences in terms of what you see be between the different genders as far as what boys do versus what girls do in regard to bullying. Yes, absolutely. Um, kids, girls normally do what they call relational aggression where they get you at your heart. So right. they will say things and do things with their body language, too, that um, it talks about who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. um, boys typically will bully. They also do the relational aggression, too, but they also will often do an added component of having behaviors, um, either verbiage or gestures that indicate that they're going to physically intimidate you. Right. Okay. Um, so and so, go ahead. So with the girls, it, it's, it usually comes across much more, more covertly, covertly and sort of subtly, sort of under the, the radar. They're not sort of in your face, but they can just, like, it's even so much as if you walk up to a girl and she just consistently just turns around and, and ignores you and just walks away and then goes and stands with a group of her friends and whispers and they all look at you and giggle, that kind of stuff, right? Yes, they're so much more sinister. Yeah. And, you know, when we were kids, we always heard that sticks and stones can break your bones, but words will never hurt you. Right. Mm -hmm. And what the reality is, is words are 10,000 times more harmful than if someone just punched your lights out. Right. Because as yep. a kid, you know, punching my lights out isn't wrong. It's not okay. Right. But if somebody says you don't look right, or you are there's something wrong with you where you can't be part of my group um, as a girl or a boy there's a part of you that thinks is that true maybe yeah. you're right right yeah yep. hey Stone did you see that um, clipping on the news where the parent had to get on the bus and, and get some kids straight about bullying his daughter yes I did yes I did oh my goodness <laughs> wow. That was a no no. That was a no no. That guy looks local. Come on, no no. But if you if you are there, you 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 get this word that somebody is picking on your kid. Why wouldn't you get on there? I mean, we're stressed out now. The economy is not good. <laughs> you know, we got stresses on us with family and stuff. And then you come home, you get that. I mean, come on. 
<laughs> so this guy so got the on the state of North Carolina. Would he have gotten in trouble? I mean, I mean, what's the law on that? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, he probably would have gotten a ban from campus letter. <laughs> Can't do that to people. <laughs> okay, so it's not advisable for the parent then to go directly to the bully to try to to work right, this out. Right, right, <laughs> exactly. Here's and if you, I don't know if you saw the video, it was Jerry Springer style. Oh, yes. wow! Someone had a video uh, of it. Yes. yes, he was an angry, angry man. He oh, got wow. on the bus and let him have it, honey. Everybody, oh. even the bus driver, got it. So. <laughs> And as a parent, you're really tempted. I mean, I have two kids at home, and it is my worst nightmare for my kids, my my baby girl to come home and for someone to tell her there's something wrong with her. So it's very tempting to want to do that. However, it will not solve the problem for your child, and it will just make it more complicated because you want to work cooperatively with school staff to address the issue, not aggressively or um, working in a way that makes it hard for the school staff to help your kid. And I think if, right. if parents recognize that, the fact that if they're if they're very emotionally sort of reactive when their kids tell them things, then that is going to cause their child to not tell them things. Yeah. And this is not even just in regard to bullying, but just across the board. I mean, parents really have to learn how to hear things that their kids have to say to them about what they may be doing or what's going on in their life, and to just be able to sit there and take the information in and to sort of very um, objectively and methodically sort of process this and say, okay, what is the solution? If parents could just get a hold of their emotions <laughs> and try to be very rational when kids come to them and talk to them about things as opposed to being emotionally sort of reactive, they're going to get a lot more out of their kids. Um, absolutely. absolutely. It's, a, it's an important life yeah. skill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you can't go well, and cut out your boss when they're intimidating you and get in your face. Right. That's right. So That's not how you do it. You file a grievance. Right. That's right. Absolutely. Paris Stone, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I appreciate you. Um, and then your last words, anything you want to leave with us before? I know you got to go. I appreciate it. But anything you want to leave with us before you go? Well, I want to thank you guys for having me on here. This was super fun. I think you guys have the best job. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you we so love much. it. Yes, we do. Thank you so much for being with us this morning. Oh, thank you, guys. You have a great rest of your show. Thank you. Have a good All Friday. Right. All right, you too. Bye. That was great, Sherelle. That was wonderful for that her to take so some time cool. out of her day. Yep. Absolutely. I got to take Al for a good drink. That's my buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my friend, my pal. <laughs> She's great. That was very, that was very, you know, it's, it's having, you know, having worked as a guidance counselor in a school, I mean, it really is a sad thing to see. And, and what I noticed is that the kids who are being bullied and being picked on quite often, they just don't even recognize that it's inappropriate and that it's not okay. They just sort of go along with the program and of course it affects them, but I don't even think most of them know that they have a right to raise their hand and say, hey, I need some help. Something's going on here, especially at a young age, especially in elementary school. Okay. Well, we're going to take a break, and when we get back, we have Angela calling in from Greensboro. Look forward to talking to you, Angela.
Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. Hi, this is John Banks with the Zeus Radio Network and Hear Women Talk. Come join me on Mondays from 2 to 3 p.m. with Bringing Man Out of the Cave. We're going to try to take an interesting look at the male-female dynamic as I try to give you answers as to why men do what they do. Come join me on Mondays. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843-361-2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advance tickets. The Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Hi, this is Jessica Doravage, host of the Where Is My Guru show. Join us Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Hear Women Talk. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network and Hear Women Talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you you should try Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention Hear Women Talk and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours. See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Hear Women Talk. Dot com. <laughs> Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard. You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network. and we've been talking about bullying and we have Angela on hold. Welcome, Angela. Hello. How are you girls doing today? Hi. How are you? I am doing great. I was just sitting here thinking about your topic. And I guess as I think about it, you know, it makes me think about my own childhood. And I I have to ask myself, do we ever, do we think that bullying would ever stop? And and would it be more effective to educate the person that's being bullied or more effective to educate the bullier? Mm-hmm. I think both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both. Mm-hmm. Both. I, and I think it's, I don't know that it's ever, I don't think anybody could ever expect it to fully go away, but I certainly think that it's helpful to bring it out in the open and talk about it so that people who are being bullied feel so much more comfortable about coming forward. 
Yeah. And, you know, there are, and, you know, for me, I, I, I was bullied. You know, I am a dark-skinned woman. And I didn't realize the value of being a dark-skinned woman, of course, until I was in college. But right up until I can say my junior years, you know, I can remember being bullied, you know, as a black woman. And most of the comments I heard was just, you know, black, tar baby. And it really, really impacted me. But I think for me, the positive impact was um, my, my self-esteem, I think, really, really grew. But as a child... I didn't have the, I wasn't a, a comedian, you know, as a child, I didn't have the quick comeback. Mm-hmm. You know, they say something, you got a quick comeback. See, I never had that. But I didn't have the, I didn't gain the confidence to know that I'm still beautiful and I'm unique until probably, you know, my first year of college. Mm-hmm. And, and you probably and wouldn't I have had. what Bully told me. You know, I just believed it. You know, when little kids, I believed that that was who I was. Even though I had a loving family at home that was reinforcing it, you know, I believed that I was black because we do have a, I mean, I don't want to get away from the topic, but I just felt like that was a type of class discrimination against me. And that's what bullies mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They pay I, a price. I come... Go ahead, sure. Go ahead, honey. I, I, I too, um, I have a sister that's of darker skin, and I am a lot lighter than she is, and I have another sister, we're the same complexion, and I can remember uh, when we would get mad at her, we would say ugly comments like that, but my mother stepped in, and she did not play those kind of games, and we would get into some big trouble if we was to disrespect oh, yeah. her in any kind of, so you know, a lot of this stuff starts at home where we can get involved as aunties and cousins Mm -hmm. and mentors to help these kids understand that this is disrespectful and it's hurtful. And the only thing that you got is your feelings. So once that is broken, it's a wrap. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I am... And a lot of times... And a lot of times, the, 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 I guess, the guardian is not around. You know, it occurs on the playground, you know, in the bathroom. Most of the time, the parents are just not around, and it leads that student, I guess, to confront this bully when they really don't know how. Mm-hmm. They just don't know how. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, what do you say? You know, what, what kind of, how can you teach them to be non, to confront a bully in a non-confrontational way? Well, and I think and the important that's what kids need to be taught. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In my therapy practice, um, I do a lot of role playing. Um, I think we automatically assume that a kid would know how to handle that due to how their emotions are affected. But I also encourage the parents to do role play so that these kids can have a quick comeback, can have the confidence to stand up for themselves, and. A lot of times they don't know how, but once you do that role play and you can put a little humor into it, they become stronger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the experience, yeah. I always say find the positive out of the negative experience, and I can appreciate you saying that you love yourself today. And I say to my sister, I know you listening out there today, I think you're beautiful. And um, thanks again, Angela, for calling. And... Um, you have a happy Friday. Thank you. Thank you. Wow, so, Gary, that was cool. 
Shishrelle, were you ever bullied in school, honey? Oh, heck yeah. Me too. Absolutely, but I think I've been a bully too, so. Oh, really? You know. Yeah, I think so. So it's, yeah. so that's really interesting. So what, at what age? How old were you? I, you know what, I, I really don't know, but I would, if I could, probably like around 14, 15 years old. Right. And so was there a yeah. lot going on in your life at the time that were, you were just sort of unhappy or? Well, I guess I'm trying to figure out like where you think that might have been coming from. Well, I think maybe it was coming from being bullied and just coming to a place where I wasn't going to take it anymore and didn't know how to use that power that I had gained from being picked on or, or bullied. Right. Um, but my mom quickly got involved with that, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Mom's Good for her. Yeah, yeah. She's very involved. So someone, yeah. whoever it was that you were picking on, came forward and said, hey, this girl's making life hard on me, huh? Did you hear what I said? Sherelle? Hey, did I did cut off there for a minute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I'm uh, sorry, but I think my mic shut off for a minute. What you say, <laughs> sweetie? <laughs> I said, so it sounds like whoever it was you were bullying on came forward to one of their parents, and your mom found out about it, and she came and talked to you and said, hey, you need to cut this stuff out. Well, it kind of went a little something like this. I uh -huh. used to have a lot of little girls that didn't like me. Um, I had the long hair. You know, I was a cute little girl. Right. And so I was come home and I would, you know, my mom would find out that some things had happened. And my mom used to say to me, she was like, as much junk as you talk in this house, when you are out in the street and somebody is picking on you, you should be able to come back just like you do here in the house. So if you don't fight them, when you get home, you're going to have to fight me. So these girls were picking on me and see I ended up getting in trouble because the first fight that I really really had with these girls was in the church in the choir room before it was time for us to go up to sing in church uh, uh huh and, <laughs> and my mom said I told you to fight but I didn't tell you to fight in church so, so a lot of times when I'm working in the school and I'm talking to kids and, and, and they do things like this They'll, they'll say to me, you know, Miss Hicks, my mom told me if somebody pick on me or hit me, I need to hit them back. So to sit and I tell know. the kid, no, don't do this, you know, because you're going to get in trouble. The parent has already said, I, I will support you if you get in a fight. I so, know. So what they're teaching their kids is that's the way to solve problems. Absolutely. With your fist. So and I can fight. relate to that. I can relate to that. <laughs> I can't That's even imagine. That's right. Because, you know. As soon as my mom laid that law down that you would fight me or, I, you know, I'm going I'm to whoop you when you come home, I was right. like, oh, no. I'm at least try. I'm at least try because I don't want to get a whoop whooping when I get home. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so See, a I, lot of kids are faced with that. You know? I know, I know. They've they got parents. Retaliate. I know, and it just and it blows my mind when they tell me that this is what my mom and dad told me to do. If you're getting That's picked right. on, hit back. I'm like, oh my god. Number one, you're setting your child up. If if you can't teach your kid another alternative to negotiate through their problems other than using their fists, then you are setting your kid up. 
<laughs> not only now, but in the future, because you and I both know, at least in this county, and I'm sure it's got to be the case, it's got to be the case sort of on a, you know, just a, a, across the board with schools that if you hit a child for whatever reason, even if you weren't hit first, you're suspended. It's just not okay. Um, so what did so your parents teach you, Carrie? What, what, what did they tell you if you got into it at school? I don't remember, Sherelle. Like, I don't remember that ever coming up as a topic of conversation. Oh, um, okay. I, I, I don't remember ever really. I remember one kid picking on me in second grade at the bus stop. And this kid, though, he was like in fourth or fifth grade. And he was like picking on me and teasing me. But I think it was because he had a little crush on me. And my mom kept trying to get me to understand that. But I remember getting really bad stomach aches before mm. I was... You know, and and I would just say I can't go to school. I don't feel good, which I think is what a lot of kids do when they're being picked on at school. Mm-hmm. They start mm-hmm. they start manifesting some physical ailments, and and actually I don't even really remember having a stomach ache. I just remember thinking I don't want to go to that bus stop. You know, mm-hmm. and I think I think eventually what happened was my mother got involved and she spoke to the boy's mother and then he left me alone. But I don't remember my mother ever telling either myself or my brother to hit, you know. And I've never mm-hmm. told my own kids that um, to do that. I mean, I've always said, hey, if anybody gives you a hard time, just come tell me and we'll talk about it and we'll figure something out, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just can't believe that any parent in this day and age would tell their mm-hmm. child. If you, and if, if your sister got in a fight, you had to fight. If one yeah. of your cousins got in a fight, you had to fight. I mean, that that's... Yeah, that's how I was raised. <laughs> and you would chop meat at the dinner table. So I got to I got to watch my P's and Q's around Sherelle because if I get her <laughs> upset, man. <laughs> no, that's why I do kickboxing. I take all my frustration out while I kickbox. So mm-hmm. I hear you. I've matured, and now I try to help other people that deal with these kind of issues. Yeah, Ms. absolutely. Pitt. Yes. I see the two minutes to break. Has that been there for a while? <laughs> no, it's just time. We'll see you guys in a little bit after the break with the Carrie and Sherelle Show. <laughs> Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where Is My Guru show, and you are listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. The definition of guru is to lead from darkness to light, and one who is regarded as having great knowledge, wisdom, and authority in a certain area, and who uses it to guide others. Join us on Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Where Is My Guru show, where gurus from the areas of art, travel, creative activism, wellness, and the spa share their infinite wisdom and maybe a glass of wine. Fridays at 3 p.m. right here on Hear Women Talk Radio. Hello, race fans. This is Jeff Gilder, creator of RacersReunion.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, check out my favorite, the Caravelle Resort. The Caravelle Resort has a golf department and concierge with golf privileges at virtually every course on the Grand Strand, including the coveted Dunes Club. And ladies, pamper yourself with Caravelle's Studio Spa. 
featuring services such as Swedish massage, heated stone therapy, reflexology, manicures, pedicures, facials, and more. Awaken your senses with the most requested massage and spa therapies. The Caravel Resort, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 800-507-9145. Get the best rate on the Grand Strand when you use promo code RACERS at thecaravel.com. 800-507-9145. All right, you ready? Can we get started? We're just going to do that one. Yeah. You ready? Okay. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on (laughs) hearwomentalk.com. Why'd you add that? We added this part. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, start over. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Donna. Join us Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern (laughs) right here on Hear Women Talk. And laugh. Be engaged, be entertained, be there. For the Scott and Donna show. Yeah. I was supposed to say well, that. Well, you didn't underline it. Well, I'm supposed to say it, though. Okay, we'll say it. Just knock it off. Just be quiet. Say it. The Scott and Donna show. Awesome. You satisfied? Be there. All right. Hi, my name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio. with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie Nickel. We're talking about bullying today. I'm sorry, Sherelle, what did you just say, honey? I said Dustin doesn't feel well today. Oh, I'm sorry, Dustin. You got, are you feeling a little puny today, Dustin? Yeah, a little puny, a little puny. Oh, man, I hope it's not the flu, baby. <laughs> I, I just got a flu shot about two weeks ago. I hope not. Ooh, you know what they say after the shot. A lot of times you get sick. Yeah, I know. That's, 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 what, that's what they told me. I'm hoping that's not what it is. But, you know, if you'd gotten the shot two weeks ago, chances are it wouldn't be just flaring up now. Yeah, they said there would be like a 14-day period, a four, like a 14-day period that you could get it. Uh-huh. We'll, yeah. We'll see. So you right uh, in there. Oh, man. Drink some orange juice, vitamin C. Oh, I know. I've been pounding the vitamin C. <laughs> oh, man. It's a it's a I'm sending you positive energy. I hope you feel it. Thank you. Yeah. I do already. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I hate the flu, man. That is the worst feeling. And you know it, it's coming. Like, it, don't you just it, get, it, you hit you right away, right? I know. No, I knock on wood. I did not get it last year. Praise I'm, God. I'm, Oh, I'm with two girlfriend, but yeah, I remember the Not last time babe. I was sick. That stuff hits you. It's like all of a sudden you get that funky, funky feeling in your head, and man, it's like you know it's coming, and boom, thirty minutes Ooh. later, it's like you're dead, <laughs> <laughs> and it is just that fast. And then just that like, fast. Yes, and then you feel like crap forever. But I don't know if it's the flu that you can take that stuff and make yourself make it, n- so that you're not sick that long. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, oh, it's like, oh, I know. It's called the Z. Oh, it's called the yeah. Z. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. stuff is the shiz, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I start feeling a little something, something, I go get me a Z pack, man, because I don't like playing games with that. 
You know, Isn't it like the antibiotic, the, the Z-Pack? I think it is. So that's probably not effective with the flu. Because that, okay. that can't, I don't think, anyway, obviously I am not an MD. I don't even know what I'm talking about, but I hate being sick. There's nothing worse because it's just, it's too much sitting still. <laughs> I know, you know, we got a lot to do, but uh, I'm not going to get sick. I, uh-uh. I'm going to be well yeah. healthy. That's right. That's it. So I'm talking about, man. Just tell yourself, you know, you are done with being sick. You ain't got no time for that. No room in your world That's for right, that. Dustin. Listen up. Listen That's up. That's right. Dustin, just say, I am not going to get sick. This is just, uh, it ain't happening. <laughs> what happens if you're already sick? <laughs> then you say, I'm not really sick. I've just uh, got a couple symptoms, and by the end of the day, they're going to go away. <laughs> no, no. You, you, say, you say, I am well. Yes. I am I healing. Know. I am free from this illness. All is well. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what you say. Especially if you already got it. Yep. But still take your vitamin C and get some rest and get you some chicken soup. And drink lots and of all fluids. Get you some movies. Get you, get you we s- need you to stay around because you are what, Carrie? The bomb, man. He's the shiz. Go <laughs> <laughs> ahead and give yourself a round of applause. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Hey, Dustin, we couldn't have been number one in September without you. You know that, right? Well, Absolutely. thank you, but I have a feeling it's all you, not me. Uh uh-uh. uh. We couldn't have did it without you, buddy. It's actually, it's our listeners, to be honest. And it, I yeah. mean, <laughs> we have two crazy therapists that came together to try to do something to help, and we said we were just going to have fun and go with it. We didn't know where it was going to take us. We just wanted to help someone. So if we've yep. helped someone out there, you know, God bless you, and we're sending you positive energy. Yeah, absolutely. It has been an absolute blast. And I do think that we both went into this with a very just relaxed kind of attitude. Like, let's just see how this goes and have some fun along the way. And I think, it's, you know, if you've got that attitude in general, then, you know, even if what you're trying is not a huge success, at least it's been an, an enjoyable experience, you know. I will concur. Absolutely. But of course, anything I've ever done with you, Cheryl, has been completely enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to know I am I am cl- I am cleaning my daughter's bedroom since you're gonna come and hang out with me next week. Man, that place was a disaster. Oh my God, she had dust bunnies the size of small dogs. Man, it was bad. Oh wow. Oh wow. <laughs> She's a big old college student now, so I guess she's gonna give her a pass on that. Yeah, well, she's gone. I mean, she's, you know, she's living on campus at UNC now, so it's not like I'm going to say, come on and clean your room, because she's history. So <laughs> I'm getting it all cleaned up so it'll be nice and fresh, fresh sheets, all nice and wiped down, everything clean and shiny for you. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm going to a resort. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, this is Carrie. What you do with your cat, man? You man, I got a cat. I got to tell you, so this is hilarious. So I finally break down and take him to the vet yesterday because there was like a little something, something coming off this animal, and I had no idea what it was, and it just—I mean, it was bizarre. So anyway, and he—he he needed some medical attention, so I took him to the vet, spent a couple hundred bucks on him, brought him home. Open the door and let him out because, you know, he, he likes to go outside and he comes inside. Either way, I have not seen that fur ball since. 
Terry. I swear to God, Sherelle. How it's long ago is that? Yesterday morning, about 24 hours. He has been gone for 24 hours ever since I took him to the vet. Maybe he's just pissed at me. I don't know. But Well, I hope he gets his little butt back home because I have one traumatic thought in my head. I woke up one morning and these pack of dogs were in the back of my yard and uh-huh. they were just tearing a cat apart. So oh, Sherelle. She needs to get her butt on home. Did you go uh, looking for her, kid? No, I just, really, I woke up this morning, Sherelle, and I couldn't find him. And I've got, you know how I messed up my back a couple weeks ago? Well, I got a little <laughs> over-ambitious at the gym the other day. And let's just say yesterday I could hardly even walk. So I woke, oh, up, my <laughs> so I woke up this morning and I'm still hobbling around like a 95-year-old woman. But walking right now for me is, you know, kind of a challenge. But um, So I'm just hoping that he'll come back on his own and... Grace me with his presence, but I just don't get yeah. it. He's just gone. Um, so, and, and we do have some rather large possums that come in the backyard that I've seen that are like the, the size of small racehorses. Um, just a hell of a lot uglier. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> These possums, they get big. They're nasty. They're nasty folks. Hey, hey, what? guess what? Hey, what? I meant to tell you that I text Big Al today, this uh-huh. morning, and I said, hey, make sure you tune into the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He texts back. He said, I'm in Vegas hanging out with Flavor Flav. <laughs> I bet he is, too. <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, y'all should call into the show. No, that's what I should have said. But I know you should have. But hanging out with the Flav, yeah, I bet we can get him to call next Friday and let us know all about it. Oh, yeah, hopefully he will. But you know what they say, what goes on in Vegas stays in Vegas. So yeah, well, <laughs> I don't yeah, know what you're going to get I out know. of Al. He's <laughs> hanging out with Flavor Flav. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, that's hilarious. That reminds me of Brandon. He's got this thing now where he talks about the flavor of his swag. Oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> what is the flavor of his swag? I don't know. What's Brandon? Swag. What's Brandon what going on? I don't. He's got the big football player thing on the sweet fella. Can I tell you that boy has got some junk in his trunk? What? Yeah. He got a oh, big booty? he got a big old booty, man, and it just boom. <laughs> it's just dead. <laughs> boom. <laughs> what is that from? Like working out? Because you yeah. don't have a big booty. Where did it come from? It's from squats, man. From all the squats he does, and his legs are the size of tree trunks. I swear to God, God. he's I'm massive. I swear to God, he's the hugest mofo, man. But the thing is, it's like you. So you got this monster <laughs> child, but he's just the sweetest, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just so laid back, you know. It just sort of he and he does the most bizarre thing. Like the other night, we were. We went to the cafeteria to get something to eat. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, he just starts walking around. And he starts saying this thing. He's like, Coach Chabin. Coach Chabin. <laughs> so he's walking through the cafeteria line. He just keeps walking around going, Coach Chabin. Co-. He's like, hey, Mom, how's that sound? That sounds really Scottish, doesn't it? Coach Chabin. He's like, I need to go to Scotland so I can just walk around and go, Coach Chabin. <laughs> Look, he's trying to get on there to get him out of the missile health ward. What is he doing? <laughs> he is insane, man. But I tell you, it's like you just don't ever know what's going to come out of that boy's mouth. And it is just so damn funny. 
he just is such a kick in the pants, man. He's just, he's just a doll. Just thank God I had such a sweet kid, man. Especially considering the fact that he just turned 15 and he's like 6'1 and 220 pounds. Thank God he's sweet. <laughs> yeah, you had to start at the knees on that one, baby. Yeah, because he, he, you know, if, if he were a bully, you know, he, could be, he could be bullying his mom right now. But instead, yeah. he's, just, he's just a big old teddy bear. Well, I, I hope we helped someone today because you know what they say, bully children grow up to be bully adults. So Yes, yes ma'am, they do. Know yep, that it's they're angry. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully there's something that will help somebody out there that kid might be going through. And just to understand that you have some rights um, and the school staff can definitely help you through whatever you need to do to get your kid through it. Yeah. And this has been psyched with Sherelle Hicks and Carrie produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk Talk. This is Paul Trulove on Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women